Julie Jones, and you're listening to the Get Shit Done Podcast, where we share tips on productivity, mindset, and how to live your best life now. In this episode, I interview the founder of Lead Up For Women, Colleen Biggs. We talk about the importance of surrounding yourself with a like-minded community. It is one of the recordings of my live shows, which you can attend by visiting my personal page on Facebook. If you like what you hear today and you're ready to live your best life now, visit my website and book a call with me. You can find all the links you need in the show notes or visit juliejones.biz. Oh, good morning, everyone. It is the adventures of Julie Jones and GSD coaching, of course, get shit done. And we're getting some shit done today with my fabulous, fabulous friend who I have been blessed to know for, gosh, over a year now, coming up on two years. Yep. My good friend, Colleen Biggs with Lead Up For Women. Welcome. Hey, Julie. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so grateful that you are on today. And so let's just get started right away because I want to really delve into some great information that you've been sharing lately. And uh, so tell us first a little bit about you, which I love your story. And, you know, what what brought you to the entrepreneurial lifestyle that you uh, exhibit today? Well, as most people know, I'm a corporate dropout. So I decided that the corporate world wasn't for me anymore. I, Like you said, I wanted to blow up the box. I didn't want to be kept in the box anymore. And uh, I had no idea when I stepped out here as an entrepreneur, I would be in what I would call a millionaire playground, right? There's so many opportunities for us out here Um, in the amount of money you make, the amount of time that you have, all of our choices are ours, which I love. And that's been my favorite part of being an entrepreneur and all of the people I've been able to meet. But also along those lines, um, you know, I wasn't very happy in the corporate world of how women were treating women. And if it's one thing I learned um, while I was um, helping all of these business owners grow their businesses, I've been coaching, you know, for over 20 years, like, you know, Julie, is the one number one thing was be seen, be heard and be visible. It was about telling everybody about them. You couldn't just will build it and they will come, right? You need to make sure that you are telling everyone about you, connecting in the community, getting out there. And that is the success of the, the, the clients I was working with. So coming out here as an entrepreneur, I know that I needed to get that same exposure and I just couldn't build a website and come out here and people would, all of a sudden I was successful, right? You had to put the work in, you had to show up everywhere. And I was ready to just be Colleen. I didn't have to be someone that they were labeling me in corporate. I didn't have a certain title. I could just come out and be me, be the best version of me and do what I love, which is nurture communities, bring people together and share all of my wisdom, experience and information that I've gained over the years with others to help them grow their businesses. Well, and there's so many key topics that you just touched upon, you know, the idea of community, the idea of collaboration, the idea of win-win. Like there is so much to go around for all of us. And when we operate from that mindset of abundance, it makes all the difference for us. And I know as women, 
I mean, sometimes I think we're brought up with this idea of competition. I mean, I, I know, as you know, I've shared my story that I was bullied in both grade school and high school. So women scared me, quite honestly. Like I purposely went into a male dominated field. I went to a male dominated college, but that didn't serve me because, you know, I just didn't have that community that I was looking for. And now thanks to my journey of things I've done and thanks to you with Lead Up for Women, I mean, talk about an amazing community of women that are all about collaboration. Talk a little bit about like the the idea, inspiration behind Lead Up and like what it's been able to give women. Yeah. So like attracts like, wouldn't you agree? And so um, having a positive mindset um, is what create success in your, in your life, in relationships, in your business. We have two choices when we wake up every day. We can think positively, uh, create a high vibration for ourselves, be in gratitude, uh, fill our minds with positive uh, words of affirmation, whatever it may be. Or we can choose to look at the day as being negative, uh, grumpy, uh, agitated, always in a rush, nothing's ever going to go my way. Both of those are exactly what you'll experience in the day. Wouldn't you agree? So with that, it takes a tribe of people supporting you to stay in that positive mindset. It's hard to do that on your own. It's like um, if you have a, a group of people that you meet every morning and go walk with, you feel accountable to that group to go meet with them or go work out. But if you have to just get up yourself, and go walk at 6.30 in the morning, you're like, oh, I don't feel like going today. No one's waiting for me. No one's going to know, right? So in our businesses, if we don't have accountability and we don't have a tribe of people that are there to support us, to help us, you know, push us, to fuel us, to keep us accountable, then, then as humans, we tend to not push our own selves to do the things that we need to be doing to stay successful. That's why I've created the book club. That's why we have the magazine that has inspiration. But along all those lines, you know, the podcast, all the things that we do, not only are we giving exposure to the women that need the exposure to grow and expand their influence so they can attract the right people, the right clients into their life, but we're also utilizing those tools to, um, to feed positivity to everyone else that reads them, to people that are in the community and beyond, you know, tens and thousands of people beyond the community that read the magazine or listen to the podcast. So it's not only creating the credibility and fueling self-confidence and support for the women in the community, it's also um, providing positivity um, and hope and uh, for all of the women that are outside of the community. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right um, <laughs> when you talk about the idea of choices. Uh, yeah, I always use the example, like if I walked outside and I found that I had a flat tire, is it a bad moment or a bad day? You know, it's like really a choice. And I know at that moment I'm thinking <laughs> some pretty bad thoughts at that moment, like, damn it, why did this have to happen to me at this moment? But here's the thing. That's another idea that I always say is that is it, you know, happening to me or for me? And really, I, I believe how the universe works. And maybe people think this is way out there. But was that enough of a delay so that like later on, if I had left on time, would I have gotten into an accident? Or, or what would have happened? I mean, there's always a reason for everything that happens. And again, it is a choice of 
how you look at things. And I love too, as well, that you talk about the accountability feature because that does push us. Like I know when I was working out at the gym, right? And if I had a workout partner or even a trainer, like I wasn't going to text, you know, 30 minutes before I was supposed to be there be like, ah, I just don't feel like it. You know, I'm not going to show up today. It's like, no, I committed to somebody else and I am going to be there for those people. And that's what accountability will do for us. But sometimes will force us to push harder for for ourselves than, you know, if we didn't have that accountability factor. Yeah. Most people don't have that drive, Julie. They don't have that natural innate drive to push themselves outside of their comfortability to grow. Not, not everyone wants to persevere through that. They have to be pushed through that. They have to be drugged sometimes through that because you're right. Um, you know, if, if you weren't going to, if you didn't, weren't going to meet anyone, then maybe you wouldn't show up for yourself. And I think that's the saddest part. So let's think about that for a minute. Why don't we show up for ourselves? Why don't we bet on ourselves? But yet, as women, we'll always show up for other people. We'll always serve other people. And Julie, you and I talked about this the other day. You spent your life serving and you know showing up for other people. And it's amazing the dynamics that have changed and what have happened into your life. And now all that the universe is delivering to your front door because you're showing up for you. Karma works both ways, right? What you throw out into the universe by law of attraction, right, has to come back. So that's why they say karma is a bitch, right? If you're throwing out bad stuff, (laughs) bad stuff comes back to you. But it also is a positive thing. The more good you do, the more people you serve, the more doors you open for other women to walk through first, because I serve women, the more doors you open for other women to walk through first. To me, um, I know that that's going to come back to me. And I'm never in a scarcity mindset, worrying that someone's going to take a client, worrying that someone in another community is going to steal a community member of mine. That's why I collaborate with all the other female communities around me. I'm inviting people in to other communities. In fact, it's a benefit of the of you know lead up for women for you to be able to go try out another community like Foxfire events and go to they do a lot of similar stuff that we do but maybe you'll find some women in that community as well that can you can connect with and that's the right woman that's going to open up another door for you that's going to get your foot in the door to you know um, a speaking engagement or a client you just never know so trust I say trust right you have to have faith. And in having faith and trusting, um, you have to let go. A lot of times we hold on to all the things that we think is true. And I had a flat tire on Saturday, which a lot of people don't know about. I ran over um, an Allen wrench in the road and it was the biggest Allen wrench I've ever seen in my life. I could put my pinky in the hole of this tire. And you know what I thought to myself? I'm so glad it happened on a Saturday because I had the time to pull over, change my tire. I had the time to get it ordered. I had to pay for two brand new tires, which was $590. And instead of getting irritated because I just paid off, you know, a bunch of credit cards, I said, I am so thankful it happened now. I had the money to pay for it. I had the time to take care of this. And you could have looked at it in a very negative thing, but I looked at it as, wow, that timing was perfect. Well, you're absolutely right. That's like the first thought that came to my mind is to be in gratitude that you had the money to take care of it because how many people that would have set them back completely, you know, for the entire month, for the entire couple of months. 
And I just love, love, love talking to you because of the whole idea of the win-win because I really have that philosophy as well. Listen, as a coach, and you're a coach as well, we're not going to be everybody's flavor. Like that, like I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same token too, being able to collaborate and meeting other women and other people that are out there, it's like, okay, if I'm not your flavor, let me introduce you to people who are. Because again, it's it's designing our lives and, and deciding how much time that we want to be spending on, on things. Like I, like I love to coach people and I love to serve people. And you hit upon that before, but I think the shift in me has been is really realizing how valuable I am and my worthiness. I think that that's the biggest thing that has been the shift that I do have a lot to offer because sometimes we give and give and give and give because we're afraid that we're not delivering or that we don't have value. Or like, if I just give them everything and expect nothing, they're gonna think I'm the most amazing thing since sliced bread. And we've talked about this. I'm here to say there is no value in free. Like people just always take advantage of that. And that's been a hard lesson for me to learn at times, but I've learned it. And it's one, and again, like I'm all about, I'm worth it. I'm valuable. I have so much information to share and I'd love to share it with you. However, let's talk about hiring me as your coach. (laughs) Yeah, I think the tips that, you know, tips that, that your community can take out of this today is one, serve with a servant heart, right? Serve with expecting nothing in return. So if you're serving at a community, if you're serving in your community, if you're serving another female, another person, opening doors, doing something, never expect anything in return. So there's no bitterness. There's no, man, I wasted all that time on that. And they didn't even give anything back to me. That's not a way to live our life. Serve with the intent to serve with zero other intent, right? And then you're happy. You get the opportunity to do that. Here's the other thing. Allow people to serve you, Mm -hmm. right? Because you rob them of that feeling that they get is the feeling you get when you get to serve another person. So as women, we tend to block that a lot. And we say, no, 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 I'm good. I'm, I can do everything. And we know we can do everything. We know we can do it all. But isn't it feel good when someone can do something for you and can serve you? And then they get to have that feeling of doing that for you. So it goes both ways. And always remember that. Don't get out there thinking, I have to serve everyone and that's my duty and my job allow it to land on you, allow yourself to receive. And that's part of what we talk about in the millionaire mindset is part of part of growing your mindset and having that that growth mindset of a million dollars and and be, you know, and really in abundance is part of receiving. You can't receive the money if you're running around with a Dixie cup. That's how much money I can receive in that little Dixie cup. You know, you need wheelbarrows, horse troughs, as we talk about. The only way you build receiving is to allow people to say, wow, Colleen, that shirt looks really nice. Thank you, Julie. I love this color on me, right? So now, oh, this whole thing. Oh yeah, picked it up for like, all of a sudden we go into deflect mode. Like, oh my gosh, God forbid we allow someone to give us a compliment, you know? Well, Let and I work compliment on, you. I know, and I work on that with people because like sometimes, you know, like I, I just recently, I did something for somebody this past week and he, and you know, he, and it was a, he, he was like, no, 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 I can't, you know, I can't take this. I'm like, you know, and I just jokingly said the correct answer is thank you. And you know, it's what I want to be able, you know, to do for you. And you're right. Sometimes the, 
we can give and you have to be able to receive. I just, I just spoke this morning to a group of people and I talked about how self-care is not selfish. Mm-hmm. And so really to make that a, a priority for yourself, but that goes along with the line of receiving. If people want to help you and support you and, and give to you, again, you mentioned it, Colleen, it, it hurts people's feelings when they really want to be able to give and you don't allow that. You know, just think about like them on the other on the other end because everybody has that gift of wanting to give and it can be selfish at that point if we don't allow people to be able to give to us and have that receiving cup. So, Colleen, we're going to receive away. <laughs> I'm in. And it's a it's practice every day and I know it's it's not easy. Um, maybe it's easier for other people, but um, it's harder for me to receive because I am someone who loves to give and serve. And that's why I built this community. But I also need to learn um, every single day to be better at receiving. And it's just practice. Practice makes perfect. So, you know, I don't hop out of bed with a vibration this high. You know, everyone's like, you're always in a great mood. You're always flying high with energy. You know, I, I work on that every morning. I do gratitudes. I read. I always put myself in a positive mindset, a growth abundant mindset every single morning to start my day. And then I choose, is my day going to be awesome or is my day going to suck? And every single day I choose for my day to be awesome. And I approach every situation as it being awesome. Well, and again, you, you really hit upon something else there as well, because it just gets me thinking like the difference in the start of my day. If I take that time and, you know, do the gratitude journals, do the reading, um, I've been reading like my affirmation around the millionaire mindset. I have a millionaire mind, right? Yeah. And like doing that for myself, how that sets up my day. Because if I jump out of bed, like a bat out of hell and start running right away, that's how my entire day goes. Mm -hmm. I'm running, I'm always chasing, I'm doing whatever. And it's, you know, it's just the simplest things to, to start your day in the morning and even wrap up your, your evening, like to really just take some time to reflect again on that whole idea of gratitude. Like starting in the morning, I always say, I am so grateful that I woke up six feet above ground and six feet below ground because we don't know, like we don't know how much time we are guaranteed. So I'm always, always in gratitude to see another day, to see another sunrise, you know, to be able to feed my dogs in the morning, all those kinds of things that sometimes we take for granted. But then before you go to bed at night, go to bed on a positive note. Like think about and be in gratitude of everything amazing that happened that day, whether you think it's amazing or not. Because again, that whole life lesson, it happened for you, not to you. And maybe just reflect on why that did happen. Uh, You know, I I think it just, you know, really makes all the big difference in in the world. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, but I just want to really hit upon the idea of like, kind of the money mindset and, you know, like the shift that you've experienced this year. And I've shifted along with you in reading books like, you know, you are a badass at making money and the millionaire mindset. So Mm -hmm. share a little bit about like what you've picked up from that and how that's kind of applied in your life and in your business. Yeah. Think and Grow Rich is another one um, that is a classic, right? It's like the Bible of the basics. And the, the, the biggest lesson I learned um, 
this year is what my relationship with money has been from a child. So um, until you recognize what your current temperature is with money, you'll never change it. We don't realize people complain like, you know, let's think about someone that won the lottery. Is there a reason why um, I'll use uh, I'll use uh, Dave Ramsey. Some people know him. I can use Donald Trump, but I'm sure it's controversy. <clears throat> These are people that have billionaire mindsets, right? They could lose everything. They could lose millions, but they'll always gain it back. They Dave Ramsey lost all of his real estate in the recession. He started a new company. Now he runs, um, you know, his entrepreneur company, um, and he helps people commit to being debt free, right? So. When you have a blueprint of a millionaire mindset or a specific number of mindset, it's like a temperature in a room. No matter what happens around it, it's always going to cool off or heat up to that temperature and remain at that temperature. Your money blueprint is exactly the same way. So you have to unravel and undo what has been taught to you for years. And it's not like your parents screwed you up. Like I know I screwed up my kids most of the time and they tell me all the time, but you know, you can't go back and apologize for that. But what were your habits around money? What were you raised around money? I'll give you an example, Julie. I was raised around couponing, saving. My mother cut napkins in half. Napkins, okay? When I went to the store for the first time to buy a pack of napkins and I found out it was 69 cents for 500 napkins, I was like, why did she spend all that time cutting them in half? So that was my first clue, like that was stupid. So in my mindset right there, I was like, that is not worth my time. I became the couponing queen. Everything I did was about saving money, saving money, saving money. I could walk out of a grocery store paying $5 for a, a cart full. I would teach couponing classes. What do you think happened in my life when I drove all my energy there? I saved a lot of money and had 700 tubes of toothpaste. No shit. I'm not kidding. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sharing this with you because I had more stuff than I needed because I was all about saving money. So those were all my wins. When I really started looking at my time, like I don't have time anymore to be clipping coupons and doing this. So I just started looking at sales at the store. I'm at the point now where my mindset's completely changed over time because I'm aware of it, right? Every time I would go to the store, it's like, I don't have time to sit here and search for coupons, look for sales. I walk in, I grab what I need for what, and that's it. I have less food in my house. I don't overspend on things I don't need anymore. I spend less time at the grocery store, if any. Most of the time, most of it's just delivered now. And where do you think my time is being spent now? Making, making money. money. Yes. Making money. So that is an example of how my old mindset of my parents affected my life and how I was raised with that money blueprint. So what do you think has always happened in my life? I've always gone to saving money, but never really making a lot of money. But I could, I was a master at saving it. So when I shifted my mindset to creating more wealth and not worrying about the nickel and diming and things that I could save, I always have more money. It never, it never is about saving anymore. And I'm not talking about putting money in investments and making passive income. That's a whole nother conversation we can have. I'm talking saving by clipping a dollar coupon at the store. And feeling like standing in the aisle, trying to find that one coupon to go up there is not worth your time when you could have accepted a phone call from someone that called you and said, hey, I've been talking about wanting to join Lead Up or, you know, join. Yeah. And you just saved a dollar from wasting your time in a grocery store and not answering the phone. So again, where's your, where's your money blueprint? 
that's what's changed my life. Realizing that, actively changing it, doing the declarations every day, writing down what they tell you to do. They give you very specific steps in these books, Think and Grow Rich, T. Harv Eckerd's Millionaire Mind, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, very specific steps. Everything's figure outable, um, Think and Grow Rich. All of them give you steps, the money, you know, Jen Sincero does and her, um, you know, being a badass at making money. If you do not take action and actually do the work, don't expect to make millions. If you do the work and apply yourself and actively work on and having accountability partners to change your mindset, guess what? It's going to change. Absolutely. That was like a big lesson I learned in, in some of the books that we've been reading with the book club is taking the lessons at the end and actually applying them, like doing the writing. Cause there it's a different form of gaining the information and setting it into place. Mm-hmm. And that really does make a big difference. It helps the brain to solidify it more, but it's, it's habit. Like, you know, when you have your mantras or you have whatever it is that you are focused in on, you know, the average habit studies show it's 66 days of consistency to really set in as a habit. You know, some people say three weeks, a month. I'm like, no. And I really believe it's 90 days at least, you know, really of consistent effort to make it, to make it happen. You know, and I'm just, we're going to wrap this up, but I, I just wanted to share with you about how important it really is to look back at that money blueprint. And what did we hear as children? Sometimes we don't do enough reflecting to figure out those things. So I remember my dad always talking about the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, right? And there was an underlying feeling that rich people were bad or were evil or or whatever it was. And so just not too long ago, I had some big ahas around that. Like, oh my gosh, no, no wonder sometimes that I'm giving everything away for nothing because I'm afraid to be one of those evil, bad, rich people. But you know, in having money, you're be able you're able to give a lot of blessings because mm-hmm. one of my life models is to whom much is given much is expected so it's like you know but it's a it's a i don't know it's counterintuitive like if you were told your entire life that the rich get richer the poor get poorer so then you just don't want to be rich <laughs> you're like oh no like, i know yeah. people call them like mucky mucks or the filthy yes. rich and it's like a that's not my name that's not who i am and anyone i know that's ever built wealth for themselves um in their in their business for their personal wealth not inherited it built it they are the most giving loving serving people i know and they take that money that they've built and they use it for good they impact others lives they employ other people they serve other people they write large checks to charity You know, that's one of my goals. One of my goals is to write a seven-figure check to charity because yes, my $50, my $700, you know, it's it's nice to be able to walk by a guy standing out Friday, you know, side of Subway. I did this Saturday and he was um, collecting money for DARE. Uh, You know, DARE is it... um, it's about drugs for kids on drugs. So they were feeding families and helping the kids in the school system. And I gave him $200. And it feels good to be able to do that. But that's such a tiny dent. Imagine if you could, you know, write a six-figure check to them and the impact that could really make on, you know, drugs in schools or, you know, they're just getting little bits and little bits and little bits from people. But having that larger impact can change the blueprint for a community, a village, 
in Africa forever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I agree. And there is, and we don't even have time to get into this, but I've done some learning around the idea of tithing and how tithing, oh, yeah. I, I mean, that, that the universe, like you, again, you tithe and like that money comes back to you tenfold. And that's like whole, 10% every month. Yes. We're going to have to like, really, like del- delve into it. Like in a future time, maybe we just do a, a shop or a shop, a show. Uh, <laughs> I see I got shopping on the workshop. Yeah, workshop, <laughs> yeah. A workshop on, you know, how to yeah. really, you know, shift some things because it's really important. And it, does it happen overnight? Absolutely not. We are all a work in progress. You know, it, you know, life is not a destination, but a journey. And so it's like, what are you doing on a daily basis to improve? And it doesn't always have to be huge. Sometimes we learn all these amazing ideas and then we attempt to implement them all at once. And that was another life lesson I learned this year. It's like, okay, take what really resonates with me and apply it and turn it into a habit. You know, don't attempt to do everything at once. Cause I think, you know, I've shared this with people before. Like if you, you know, wanted to lose weight, right. And all of a sudden you decide, you know, you're going to eat clean, eliminate alcohol, eliminate sugar, exercise three times a day, like all these kinds of crazy things, right? What happens? You do it for two days and then you're like, Forget uh, that. Oh, this. this isn't working. Like, I don't want to do all this. But if you just did one, like maybe you're just doing a 15 minute walk every day and you stay committed to yourself and that consistency it's going to make all the difference in the Yeah, world. it because it starts to snowball because then you feel great. And then you're like eating habits change a little bit. And then you're like, I'm cutting out more sugar now because I'm eating healthier and I don't want to eat the sugar. So it starts snowballing. And then all of you start attracting more and more and more. And that's really how you become successful because it's your relationship with food, not food itself. It's your relationship with with your body, your self-esteem that has to do with your weight, right? And food. So there's a lot that happens or a lot that happens in there. Oh my gosh. We could probably talk for like five, six hours and people would be like, get off, get off. We're tired of listening to you. All right. We hear you guys. We'll go. (laughs) Well, listen, Colleen, I know that you have um, your podcast this morning. And so I am just so incredibly grateful that you took the time to share a wealth of knowledge with, with all of us. And I'm even more grateful that I found you and the community of Lead Up because my life looks nothing like it did a year ago, thanks to everything that we've done together, but also having surrounded myself with like, again, like attracts like and the community that we are around. And so thank you again for being here with me this morning welcome, and, you know, sharing all of your amazing ideas and thoughts. This is Julie Jones signing off for this week of the GSD coaching interview series. You too can be a guest on my show. I love to interview amazing people. So if you are interested, please reach out to me and we will get you scheduled on the show just as soon as I have availability. After all, Julie Jones is in demand. Bye for now. Thanks again. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Time is our most valuable asset, and I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.